Uh, right, hello everybody. Welcome to the Trend Signal podcast uh, for the trading week ahead from the 12th to the 16th of October. Uh, my name is Adrian Booth. I'm the head of trading here at Trend Signal and to help us go through the calendar of events for this coming week, the events that are going to stimulate movement for the FX indices and commodities for the week ahead. Uh, I'm joined with Jerry Miller, our chief analyst. Hello, Jerry. Hello again. Hi, Adrian. Um, right, so uh, relatively quiet week uh, this week for economic data, uh, Jerry. But why don't you uh, take us through, uh, please, some of those main events? Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, it is a, a non-too busy schedule this week, but in a way, it doesn't matter too much. I mean, we, we're missing sort of key central bank meetings and employment data and such like that. Uh, but um, there's still quite a bit that can affect the markets, but most of it's to do with the the presidential election in the United States, mm. 22 days to go, 21, 22 days to go. So, um, and, and Biden, wow, uh, he's a long way ahead. Well, a relatively a long way ahead, sort of between nine and 14 points. A uh, lot of uh, polar polls are putting him about 10 points ahead and well ahead in the key battleground states. So uh, those are the things I think are going to be driving the markets. But yeah, we, let's go through the calendar anyway. You'll notice that uh, uh, there's a bank holiday in the States today, and I think some people are thinking the market's going to be shut, but they're not. This is what's called um, Columbus Day, and Columbus Day uh, is not, it's a bit like Vets Day. Uh, the, the markets don't shut, but there is, it is a bank holiday. So there's a bank holiday in the States, so bond markets are closed, but not stock markets. So stock markets mm. all open. Uh, so uh, it's important to understand that. Um, we've also got one of those sort of macro events that's not actually noted on Forex Factory. So we've got um, the announcement today by the UK government about the new local uh, lockdown measures based on this uh, three-tier plan by uh, which has been devised by the government's advisors. So that's going to be announced um, at some stage. What bearing that has, I don't know, but the feeling is it's going to really drag. Say, well, it does, and it's going to be a drag on, on, on the rebound, the recovery that we've seen, which is pretty muted uh, when we look at the um, GDP data from last week. Um, and uh, yeah, so you've clicked on uh, Andrew Bailey, the governor of the Bank of England. He's speaking at some um, citizens open forum. It's not particularly, I, I, I think it's highly unlikely that he's going to say anything that's going to trip anyone up, trip the markets up. But you never know. That's uh, five o'clock this evening, uh, Monday. Uh, Tuesday. Um, we've got UK uh, unemployment count. Uh, it, it could be grim, but I think it will be grim in uh, November, um, reporting on October's numbers, which is uh, the ending of the furlough um, mm. arrangement. So a lot of people who are furloughed who don't know it yet, but who are effectively being made redundant. And there's uh, some very big numbers have been talked about. Um, I think some of it is going to be, some of the jobs are going to be protected by this recent um, support for the uh, travel, tourism, uh, hospitality sector. But uh, there's a lot of jobs that are going to be going. So that, that's without getting too grim, but it will be grim in a, in a, in a month or two. Uh, US, we've got the uh, inflation data, CPI, Consumer Price Index. Uh, it's the core number we look at, which uh, removes some of the more volatile food components, uh, plus 0.2% really it's there is just little sign of inflation uh, and in, in a way with the dollar uh, losing a bit of ground it could start to add to price pressures in the us on the, on imported goods that really have to be imported either are inelastic so it's it's possible that inflation could pick up in the months ahead 
But actually, when you look at the next bit of data, Adrian, which is on Wednesday, that's called the producer price index. So that's the that's the cost of goods and services at the factory uh, so going into factory or, or production, I should say. So uh, obviously, a lot of services, a lot of um, production is uh, services, not goods. Uh, but it's sort of a, like a leading indicator to inflation down the road. So you know, I don't know, plus point two percent, no inflation, CPI, yeah. Point two percent. There's just nothing really at this stage. And in actual fact, I mean, we've got it here. You know, as, a, as an, an amber um, warning of impact. You kind of think, well, inflation that should be a pretty big deal because it's a major yeah. part of monetary policy. But of course, you know, if anything, yeah. they've really said that uh, in the states that they're not going to worry about inflation. It's about an average inflation over two percent. Well, a we're nowhere near two percent, and b. You know, it's, it could easily be over two percent for quite some time before they start to do anything about interest rates anyway. Yeah, so, it's yeah, that's kind very of good. A little point. bit muted, isn't it? That was announced in the last FMC meeting and confirmed in the minutes that the ad, targeting an average uh, inflation rate. The question is, how long, how many months do you get a, a, a rise above the two percent before they act? Well, you're mm. quite right to say we're nowhere near that at the moment. So. Uh, Everybody, yeah. relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thursday, well, we've we've had this talked about, and the weird thing is, I thought when I read the um, the uh, calendar for this week, although it's not in this particular calendar, we're looking at there is the start of this two-day EU summit, um, um, which I've been sort of reading about, golly, for quite a while, and it's this is the sort of uh, the when the when the the deal. Uh, the EU-UK uh, trade deal that's been negotiated between Barnier and Frost has to have uh, uh, made enough ground to enable the sort of detailed negotiations. But it just seems that the resolution to the fishing rights in this level playing field uh, seemed pretty elusive. And they're now talking about doing mini deals behind the scenes as a way of um, ensuring that there isn't sort of a cliff edge. Uh, so the EU are equally worried about it, and, and so they should be. But uh, I just wonder what deal will be achieved when all is said and done. Uh, but the market seemed fairly sanguine about it, Adrian, when you look at what, mm. uh, what how Sterling's reacting, it's uh, all very relaxed. At least it is for now. It is for now. Well, maybe um, maybe we've all become a bit uh, immune to this, uh, these shenanigans before deadline day, you know, because we will probably expect at some point that it'll end up um, getting a deal across the line. Well, maybe there's just so much else, so much more uncertainty that uh, it's difficult to price in all the uncertainty compared to like the euro, which has also got lots of uncertainty. Likewise, the dollar with uh, the election. Yeah. Being. So uh, it may be that um, it's 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 because the investors can't see the wood for the trees. Maybe that's mm -hmm. part of the problem. Uh, OK. Um, and then afternoon, we've got the Philly uh, Fed Manufacturing Index. So Philadelphia is a big sort of manufacturing region. Hence, it's quite interesting to find out how the manufacturing data is going there, but a slightly full predicted. But I did notice over the weekend, Adrian, that infection rates are picking up in the States. They're at, now at a, a two-week high. Was it either 52 or 54,000 uh, per day? Um, and you just got to look at what's going on and you just wonder whether this um, it, it, this could upend the recovery process because I think the US are going to see a little bit more of what Europe are experiencing with this uh, second wave although there is a feeling that they never got over the first wave so is this the sort of first wave mark two or the second wave I don't know but it's it's serious you know um, and, and coming as it is you know 22 days before the election we've talked about 
how this is affecting people's voter intentions. You know, the elderly, for example, in Florida, they, they're not happy about it. They're the people that got Trump over the line last time. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, but there we go. Uh, weekly uh, initial unemployment claims and, and the important thing is to understand initial unemployment claims, but stubbornly high, really, above 800,000. You think if the economy was uh, recovering properly, that you wouldn't keep getting these waves of um, unemployment claims. But yeah, uh, it doesn't mean unemployment is still going up. Uh, it's, it's going, it's trending down. Uh, but um, it's just worrying that it, there is quite a lot of circulating of, um, of uh, uh, new and old payroll jobs, as it were. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to look back at the sort of previous sort of normal, you know, what is normal uh, on here. Uh, can't get the number now. What's going on with it? You're looking at sort of 69, 70s, 30s, uh, something like that. It, it, so, it's minute. It's minute. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, you were getting, you know, you'd have non-farm payroll data of, you know, 150, 160, 170,000 a month. Mm. So the weekly data is going to be, you know, you know, of a, a quarter of that type thing. But it, then you it, it certainly at, puts it into perspective, doesn't it? You sort of look at these numbers in the sort of the 20s. You know, this is what, you know, 20 times higher uh, than, yeah, than the normal yeah. numbers. And yet look yeah. how much lower it is than what we actually were at or we, the US, was at. Yeah. But but it, what surprised economists, I think, is the fact that it is flatlining a little bit over the last four or five weeks. Uh, and it's remaining stubbornly high. And as, as I said to you, you know, with the risk that this uh, pandemic is picking up again in the States, um, is is got to be worrying, I'd say. Yeah. It's got to be worrying for Trump as well. I mean, you would have thought he'd be loving those numbers to be really quite low by now. But as you say, it's, uh, it's more flatlining than anything. He can talk about stocks. He can talk about how well the Nasdaq's doing, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're, you're, you're 82 years old and you've retired in Florida, you just want to know you can survive. And yeah. that's the thing that is your concern, not if your portfolio is going to go up another 10% at a time when you've probably got most of it in cash anyway, if you're 82. Mm. Exactly. Anyway, I <laughs> used 82 because that's the average age of uh, mortality in, in, in the UK from all the COVID deaths. So uh, it's quite a, uh, an important age. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were saying it's the average age of Floridians for a second. <laughs> uh, no, no, they're a healthy bunch, I can tell you, generally. Uh, okay, and Friday, Jerry. Uh, yeah, retail sales, an important number, probably one of the most important numbers of the week, really. Um, uh, it's, retail sales have been really strong uh, in the past uh, few months as the recovery took hold. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether it starts to wane a little bit at the moment. We're looking for core retail sales at plus 0.4%. Remember, it excludes um, uh, some volatile components that um, distort it. Um, but that's not brilliant, really. Uh, but this, you know, and then we later on in the afternoon at three o'clock, you've got that the first reading of the University of Michigan consumer, sent, consumer sentiment number, uh, which is always sort of misunderstood really by Forex Factory. But I think it's a high impact number myself. It's a great leading indicator as to what's going to happen uh, in the future, because if the consumers are happy, they tend to spend. And when they spend, companies make more profits. If they make more profits, stocks go up and the government's happy and everyone's happy. So watch that number. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? So I think we're, as we move into the new quarter, Jerry, we're sort of heading towards um, earnings season, aren't we? Yeah, it's, uh, it does come around so quickly, doesn't it? I think that's old age, Adrian. But yeah, we're um, 
on for uh, Q3 earnings season, and uh, you'll know that uh, Q3 um, has only just ended, uh, really. So we're um, in fourth quarter, uh, well, it's at the 12th. So they do get the numbers out pretty quickly, uh, but it's the banks releasing this week, and there's, um, there's a variety coming out at uh, differing times, but uh, uh, they've struggled and will continue to struggle because their potential to earn with rates being crushed has really been compromised. Um, um, yeah, I don't expect any fireworks from them, but um, yeah, that, that, that's happening this week. So that's the start, really, of the Q3 earnings season. Okay. Uh, well, I think that's pretty much it um, uh, there. Thank you very much for that, Jerry. You know, in terms of for, uh, what else is going on, well, uh, as ever, uh, we're running some live events uh, this week. And this week, uh, we are going to be choosing to uh, teach our attendees at our live webinar events uh, one of our favorite trading strategies. It's all about identifying turning points in the market we can then apply to uh, identify opportunities on the FX index and commodity markets. So if you'd like to come along, I'd like to log in live from your home, your place of work, wherever it may be. Uh, and we're going to teach you three simple rules to help boost your trading. And so uh, if you'd like to come along and book yourself a free place, uh, go to bit.ly so bit slash learn TS. So bit.ly slash learn TS. Get yourself booked in, grab a pen and paper and learn one of our favorite trading strategies to help you trade with more discipline, to help boost your trading results. But otherwise, everybody, have a wonderful week's trading. I hope you make lots and lots of profits, and we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye for now.